My neighbor. Neighbor and friend. Politics, John Dangle, TV, Larry King, Under 30, Miley Cyrus, Music, B.B. King, Sports, Joe Paterno, Writer, Maya Angelou, Film, Jonathan Reese Myers, Stand-Up, Bob Newhart, and Pop Culture, Harold Camping. <laughs> Those are Kelsey's nine picks for our 2011-2012 uh, death pool. <laughs> Joe Paterno, as of now, like a minute ago, was announced gravely ill. Fuck, I'm going to lose this death pool. <laughs> This is the talk show. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. It's our first Philadelphia show, for better or worse. This is, feels like the beginning of a cult, by the way. It's very, <laughs> very, very awkward for everyone involved. Not me. I'm too comfortable. It's necessarily a good thing. So here are my uh, ten references about Philadelphia. Uh, I watched the Flyers beat the Devils. That was fun. I stopped at Yards Brewery. I went record shopping with Diplo. I took a jog down to the place with the bell that's broken. I, um, I booed Santa Claus. I threw batteries at children. I wrote the Constitution. I had a drink at Johnny and Brenda's, and I'm going to eat a sandwich at Paisano's. And then finally, I saw a frat fight in Old City. One of... A few <laughs> Some of those things are true. <laughs> My favorite one that is true is I did witness a frat fight in Old City. Uh, the part that I'm leaving out is it was a fraternity slash sorority fight in Old City. Um, the, the lady and I, the one that's going to win in the death pool, uh, visited this fair city a few months ago, and uh, we were like looking around, having a good time, figuring out like where's a, where's a nice place to go? Old City. Old City's nice. It's safe. There's a lot of people there. Like you're not going to see any problems in Old City. Within five minutes of walking to a bar at 10 p.m., not very late. We see a woman throw a drink at a man. We see a man take a shot at that woman, like a fist shot. Like, not like, let's do shots of Jaeger and fuck. No, like, I'm going to use my hand to brutally harm you. And then uh, she ducked, because she's awesome. And then beat the shit out of the man. The man ran outside of the bar and down to whatever the fuck you call your train system. And the fight continued, and it was fantastic. The bouncers of the bar were like, can we go out with the drinks? They're like, yeah, yeah, go watch the fight. It's worth it. That's why we're doing the show in Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen. It's fun to do shows in Philadelphia. I don't know what that means. Um, I, I know... Okay. I'm very, very happy to be here. This is not a joke. It seems weird to, to want to be in a city that's not New York City. I'm not a big fan of New York. I don't know if I ever will be. It's probably because it's like really hard to get people to care about things in New York City, unlike Philadelphia. Philadelphia seems to be a relatively open city to new ideas and things... When I say new ideas, I mean my talk show. I don't care about the... <laughs> fuck, I don't... Culture, fuck off. No, about me. Me, 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 me. So we got like this like really, really cool write-up and all this blah, blah, blah. And um, I, I did this like 22-minute interview with the, the, some gentleman from WHYY, a radio station that I, I adore because they have fresh air with Cherry Gross. And like I like to think of myself as like a very lewd, like when Craig Ferguson hate-fucked Terry Gross, like that's me. But it's not true. It's not true. It's not like that at all. It's just like a sad bozo the clown without a dad. Like, I know that. And that's okay. I'm, I'm more than comfortable with that. But this 22-minute interview with the gentleman, and he was a very, very nice man, and I thank him for this, and, and I'm not ashamed of what I said, but I sound fucking nuts. Uh, if, you, if you go to the website for the listener at home, well, this is a podcast we're recording. Uh, you go to the website, you'll see, like, the, the interview, and I, I talk about how, like, I'm trying to push all these boundaries. I'm like, I'm not, I'm, there's nothing to push. I'll, I might talk about my medium dick. That's it. Like, I don't, no one cares. Like, they're, oh, they're going to tear down the system. No, who the fuck? We're trying to make dick jokes and make people not so uncomfortable that they leave. Like, that's the premise <laughs> of life. And then I, I was like, okay, it's a public radio uh, interview. Like, there's got to be something I can say that I know will get coverage. So I compared the show to Wilco. For no, this is not like a Wilco show. I'm sorry, we're not all dads and no one is high yet. Like, that's a Wilco show. That's not a talk show. What this talk show really is, is just an excuse for me to talk to, like, fascinating people and have people that I would regularly pay to see perform for me for free and hopefully you don't hate that and that's what this is so thank you thank you thank you so much we have a fantastic lineup um, I didn't realize how like important our guests were until like I, I talked to people from here and they're like oh how'd you get him it's like I asked it's not that these people are people they're not that imp I mean everybody poops ladies and gentlemen that's a fact it's a children's book it can't be more true but everyone does poop and with that in mind we have a fantastic lineup we have Doogie Horner we have Carolyn Busa and we have Robbie Bennett, and I think Peter is our house band tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the legendary Roots crew. 
Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I'm butting in to let you know that I wrote a weekly column for this website called Brightest Young Things. The name of the column is called Behind the Desk, and it's pretty much whatever is applicable to this talk show or talk shows in general, things that I find fascinating. It goes up once a week at brightestyoungthings.com, and you can find every column at youmethemeverybody.com. So if you haven't been to the website in a while, that's an excuse to go. Once again, it's called Behind the Desk. It's a weekly column I write, and I'd really appreciate it if you uh, gave it a glance. Thanks for listening, and back to the show. Thank you, Legendary Roots crew. Um, You're welcome. Did, do you want to get in our death pool, or do you think it's too morbid? I'm not into that. Yeah, I'm all about staying positive. How is that not positive? You're like celebrating, or at least uh, no. We're betting. We're betting. Yeah, on like things. monetarily. Ga- that is my favorite thing about Philadelphia, by the way. What is that? Gambling. Why do you say that? Because I like gambling. And How, they have it in in Pennsylvania. Do you sure. have a problem with gambling, Peter? No, I like gambling. Uh, in, in, <laughs> I love it. In fact, it's my favorite thing. Are you in the doing world. well? Uh, no. Wait, wait. That's your favorite thing in the entire world? No, gambling? mostly. Uh, no, no. To be precise, losing at gambling is my favorite thing. Oh, you see, you did that last night. Yes, fantastic. Yep. What did you lose in? I, lo- I lost in poker. What, do you have any tips for the listener at home or the people? In Don't the room, like gamble ever. Why? Don't, but it's your favorite. Once. Yeah, I know. Well, that but, wasn't helpful at all. I know, I'm trying to. I'm trying to stay. Po- I'll try and stay positive because this is the city of brotherly love. I love being in Motown. You know, uh, Detroit Rock City. Detroit Rock City. I mean, when the KISS Army shows up, you know you're going to have a good time. My favorite thing about um, Philadelphia, I think, is all the Empire's State Buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, whenever I go to Sin City, whatever happens in Sin City stays in Sin City. Yep, Florida. Florida's great. They have a lot of oranges in Philadelphia. Orange County. Orange County, California, Philadelphia is my favorite county in Philadelphia. (laughs) Fuck. Uh... I lose. I lost. That's it. We're only doing like five rounds. I'm just. I'm just trying to stay positive. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right. Well, our first guest is someone that uh, apparently is a big deal here. I just think he's a nice, (laughs) funny man. So hopefully that will translate in an audio version. Uh, He's the author of a book that I am so happy I kind of own now because I'm going to write in it so we can't sell it back after the show. It's called Everything Explained through Flowcharts. He was also on America's Got Talent, which means that you might know him, but it's not a comedy thing. So it's like, come on, he's just a funny guy. Please put your hands together, everybody, for Doogie Horner, everybody. Doogie! Thank you, Brandon. It's great to be here on this ottoman. Was that <laughs> paint a picture for the listener at home? Was that a weird intro? That was a great intro. He's a funny really guy. Good. He's a this, funny guy. This guy's a very funny guy, and if you like funny stuff, I think you're gonna like this guy. <laughs> That's the kind of intro I would have hoped for, but yours was good too. Self-deprecating. Yeah. In the midway. All right. So you're a comic. Blah, blah, blah. You started late. You started. You didn't start doing stand-up comedy until 27. Yeah. Why? Why did you decide to do this? Um. Uh, okay, so before that, I'd gone to art school, and I tried... Um, okay, let's start there. Why did you go to art school? Uh, I liked doing art. I always liked um, drawing, and so I tried like drawing and illustration for a while, and I only drew like people killing each other. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> yes. like guys fighting, and uh, which was totally normal. And so then I went to art school, and they're like, huh, why don't you like paint a bowl of fruit or something else? And I was like, all right, how about Santa Claus fighting a polar bear? And they're like, well, okay. Um, you know, you can get a job with Threadless like super easily, right, like, just yeah. that idea. <laughs> so anyways, I, I tried visual art for a little while, and I tried painting, and I tried like screenwriting, and I tried writing, and I was just bad at everything. And I didn't like the solitary nature also of so many of those different art forms. Mm-hmm. So then I tried filmmaking which is not solitary, like it's collaborative, but then the problem with that is it's too collaborative. Like you need yeah, all these yeah. people to help you and it costs a lot of money. Yeah. And so I was just blindly groping for uh, an art form to express myself and I tried stand-up. And like the great thing about stand-up is it's y- you're out, like you're hanging out with other people and stuff. Yeah. It's really easy to do. Like you just think of something and you say it and then you get instant feedback too. And I just liked it. Then why did you publish a book featuring your drawings and your writing? Uh, <laughs> you're like trying to catch me. In <laughs> Is it not true that on the night... Because um, uh, I like doing that stuff, too. Like I, I, I really enjoy stand-up, but there's just some stuff you, you can't do without art form. All right, that's fair. 
I called it an art form. You did. Which part? Stand <laughs> up or the writing? <laughs> all of it. It's all art. Well, you're in Philadelphia. I don't think if you're doing anything in this town, you can be pretentious. No, it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, why are you in this town? Uh, I grew up in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and I went to school here, and I just stayed here. All right. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I was expecting someone to say, oh, I'm from Bethlehem. Like, someone to go, yeah, Bethlehem. But everyone's, like, just totally indifferent to being from here. Uh, well, I, I have to say, I do like Philadelphia, and I could leave if I wanted to. Like, a lot of people have asked me, they're like, why don't you move to New York or L.A. or something like that? And um, New York is too expensive. I feel like it's not better than Philadelphia. Like, it has everything... It doesn't have anything Philly doesn't except Broadway, and I don't really go to see plays. But it also you have a job. Unlike oh, most yeah. stand-up comics that are funny, you have a job <laughs> yes. uh, that's not in comedy. You're a graphic designer. Yeah. And um, that kind of like uh, plays into your book. Mm-hmm. Like you, you use skill that you've learned. <laughs> Why do you do that? Because I have used nothing I've ever learned. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're right. I'll stop. Uh, no, no, keep doing it. I need to learn from you because I have nothing right now. I'm just struggling. Like, ooh, oh, here. come on, don't be so hard. On taking yourself. buses places. I'm come almost on. thirty. Taking come a on. bus. Come on. Nope, that's not going to change anything. That's just you saying, "Come on, come on, <laughs> come on." How did you write the book? It's called Everything Explained Through Flowcharts. Yep. It came out last year. Uh-huh. You seem to be happy with it, but it seems like an awful lot of work for one man. Because not only did you yeah. write the thing, you designed the thing, mm-hmm. you drew the photo. The, the photos, Jesus Christ. I drew, drew the, the photos, <laughs> which is the hardest way to... Oh, most people just use, use a camera. camera and There's, I was like, forget it. No. I know. You, you drew the illustrations. <laughs> like, Why did you do this? Uh, I don't know... I feel like I have really bad answers to all these questions. Like I've noticed. It's okay. It's okay. So why'd you do stand-up comedy? I slipped, fell. One day I woke up. There I was with a mic in my hand. Um, but this this is... Sorry, it's going to be a sort of a, a similar uh, shambling, shaggy dog answer. You know you could lie. Uh, we do allow that. God's yeah, we just lie. <laughs> the doctor lies, sir. It's really bad. I can't even think of like an interesting lie. Um, I was hang- it was me and Bob were hanging out. Bob De Niro. And, of course. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do, do you ever hear... Robert De Niro in an interview? No. Don't, because you'll okay. just like, oh, really? You're the best? Oh, this is he's the not worst. as good an interviewer as he is an actor. He's not a thinker. <laughs> there's a reason why he's so able to play the murderer with a mohawk. Like, there's a reason why <laughs> right. people love him for being an idiot. Yeah, yeah. It's not really acting. Truth-telling. Yeah, it's, he's a great, he's a truth-teller. No, that's what you're doing right now. Oh, me? No, yeah. no, I'm you're just trying to like, start enemies. a controversy with Robert De Niro. Yeah. I'm a big fan of podcasts. In the Let me tell you something about Bob De Niro. <laughs> The guy's not so great. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be on here next week. They're going to do that. Yeah, yeah like. the Bob De Niro's going to be on here next week. It'll he does Letterman the- once every four years. That's, this is his next like, step. What the fuck, man? What's up, Brendan? <laughs> yeah, that's me and him. We go way back. Yeah. We just perpetrate stereotypes for 40 years, and people call us geniuses. <laughs> it's brilliant. By the way, all white people are rich. Did you know I'm rich? I didn't know that. I'm you were just liar. talking about how you ride the bus. Yeah, I mean, I'm very confusing, like Robert De Niro. You lie a lot. You I, really don't I? <laughs> I'm a lady. We're here with Santa Claus. Come on. Speaking of Santa Claus, is Santa Claus in the book? Uh, he is as one of the mob nicknames as uh, Nicky the Saint. Uh, that's his only appearance in there. That ties us to Robert De Niro again. Oh, so you asked me why I wrote the book. And uh, I told you, I was like, prepare yourself for an uninteresting answer. Mm-hmm. And so the and answer I is... I meanly cut you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're like, tell you what, why don't we just... Uh, I'll talk instead. And then I need you to talk. People like you. Please talk. And, uh, so anyways, when I started doing stand-up comedy, I noticed I was, I was sort of disappointed because a lot of people tell jokes about really similar subjects. Yes. Um, like relationships or Ugh. midgets or making fun of homeless people, which drives yeah. me crazy. Like, they need to be taken down a bit. I know. Um, so I made a chart of, like, the universal comedy flow chart. Yes, I want to get to that. And um, people liked it. And so then I did one on heavy metal. And, and then I just kept going. And then somebody was like, hey, do you want to write a book full of charts? And I was like, yeah, okay. And then I did it. That's good. That's <laughs> so I told you. It was like the worst. <laughs> Why'd you write the book? Well, I started writing it, and then I finished, and I had a book. Well, you finished. Most people don't finish anything. To the printer, they bound it. And See, that's uh, the thing. That, that's why you're different. You didn't start stand up until you're 27, yeah. so you were able to finish something. <laughs> Unlike every other stand up that I know, by the time they're 27, can't have an apartment. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's why you're different, and you're an inspiration to us all. So I actually want to go through the tragedy to comedy conversion chart. Okay, good. So start antidote. Is it tragic? What would you say for, uh, let's say, the fight I talked about tonight? Okay. No or yes? Was that tragic? Yes. 
it could let's say it's semi tragic. Is it a personal tragedy? I'd say no. No. Is it a public tragedy that has occurred within the last two years? Yes. Yes. Are you known as an edgy comic? No. <laughs> well, uh, well, technically, according to public yeah. radio, yes, yep. comedy achieved. Brilliant. Yep. I heard you say the F word. <laughs> Did I? You've said it a couple times. I say, I say fuck? What the fuck are you talking about, man? Fuck? Oh, no. I, I think shouldn't it's pretty say fuck. Edgy. No, I'm saying you're an edgy comic. I think Am you're I? Edgy. I'm the edgiest. Talk hard. I do talk hard. Okay, speaking of talking hard, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the film Pump Up the Volume? I don't know what movie is that. Well, I thought that was a song. It is a song. Pump up the volume. Pump up. Oh, you're not even thinking. Dance, dance. It's the it's the um, audio the visual equivalent that of the audio of that song. Uh, it stars Christian Slater. Oh, I remember that one. He's yes. in his basement doing the radio show. That's what this is. This is a tribute to Pump Up the Volume. <laughs> we are talking hard right now. <laughs> it's about time. Do you know the FCC's outside with vans because that doesn't exist? Huh. Exactly. Okay, so let's go back to the chart. Okay. Um, you don't write like, uh, you're not a controversial comic and you, you're an actual comic like you think about f- things that are funny and then like uh, muse about them on in a microphone. Okay. Uh, why, why not just... <laughs> Fair enough. Why why not just like half-ass it like someone like me and just like, eh, failed, fuck it. You guys are stupid. Like, why not blame the audience more? What's your problem? What? what? <laughs> Which, you just asked me six questions. Why? What? Who do you think you are? With this stuff, why not lazier? Answer! Like, I don't... I didn't, that was extremely second. clear to me. <laughs> why don't I half-ass it more? I think I am. Well, no, this is an interview. It's okay. Okay. In life, though, you don't seem to half-ass things. Oh, uh, no. And it's kind of problematic, yeah. Like, I put a lot more work into this book than I needed to. I don't know if that's what you're insinuating. Sure. Um, but the charts are a lot more detailed than they, they have to be. Yeah, they are. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, like, I'm very detail-oriented. I mean, I guess that's, like, part of, like, why I'm a designer. Like, I really like to... Uh, Line everything up and have it, you know, to be just so. Is your apartment, very, or do you live in a house or apartment? I live in an igloo. <laughs> there we go. I'm lying to make the uh, interview more interesting. Um, That's the time you decided <laughs> to chime in. Uh, that Inuit humor that we've all come to love. <laughs> oh, I'm just pandering to the crowd. It's full of Eskimos for you at home. people at home. They can't see it. It's home, homeless Eskimos. Doing it again. <laughs> Call back. Good job. So, um, it's a legendary Roots crew over there. Hey, the Roots are here. And it's one white guy. Yep. <laughs> you look like Surprise. a larger ensemble on television. <laughs> it's a TV. It's a, you know, cameras add 10 it black people. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, what great network are you? I watch NBC all the time. You're lucky to find three black people in all of prime time. I don't know. You get 10 at once? <laughs> Only in the Roots group. Only in the Roots group. Okay, sorry. Uh, I live in a house. And yeah, no, like, actually my house isn't clean. Um, I like organizing charts because when you write a chart, you're organizing it, but you don't know how it's going to look when you're done with it. But like cleaning a house, you know how it's going to look when you're done cleaning it. It's going to look like a clean house. So it's boring. I don't think it's interesting to do something if you know where So cleanliness isn't next to godliness. It's just boring. Cleanliness is boring, yeah. Because like you mop the floor. You're like, I know what this is going to look like when I'm done mopping. The footprints will be gone. <laughs> like that's, whoa, that's real exciting. Yet charts excite you. <laughs> yeah, because you don't know what the chart's going to look like when you're done with it. Aren't you the one making the chart? Yeah, but I mean, you start by, first of all, you've got to come up with like the layout, and then you've got to come up with all the words and stuff. But then you have to organize them, and I don't know what shape they'll organize themselves into until I'm done. Are you a fan of Excel? No. Someone liked that question. <laughs> so anyway, hmm. Hmm. That's so a, that's thought a program provoking. I use. That's Good one. Hmm. That's fresh air life. <laughs> Oh, you're on fresh air. Are you going to do another one of these? Excel. Uh, Another chart book? Yeah. Probably not. um, (laughs) You just said how much you love it. I do, but honestly, it kind of drives me crazy. It is really challenging. Um, I'm still doing charts. I I do freelance charts. Um, Wait, that's a thing that people need charts? Freelance charting. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, like, okay, so I did one uh, for The Believer. It was a family tree of uh, literary, fictional literary detectives. All right, that so I did like a family tree of how like they relate to God each other, the different it. detectives. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Or I just did one um, about time travel and parallel universes. Did you do Doctor Who in that? No, I didn't put him in there. Then why even make that chart? <laughs> why don't... I'm sorry, I was just opening up. That's like up talking about soda and not talking about Coca-Cola. Okay. <laughs> it's only the best forever, the longest running, the best. No, you're right, I'm sorry. Yeah, you should be sorry. Okay. Have you ever met David Tennant? Thanks for having me on he your show, He would slap Brad. you. It's been really nice... <laughs> Just open up and tell me your feelings, and maybe I'll just make fun of the things you say. 
And don't let that stop you. You obviously did not listen to any of the shows before appearing on this one. That's all this is. <laughs> hey, successful person, why ain't I better? Go. <laughs> I know that's the thing. I, I Honestly, everyone I invite on the show, I'm incredibly jealous of. This is the worst way to interview people. Oh, thank you very much. That's the nicest thing you've said. Me. Isn't that sad that that's <laughs> the nicest thing I said to you? I'm incredibly jealous of you. Ten minutes Thank in, you. I was like, I don't have any fucking talent. Give me some money. <laughs> God damn it. You got a dog fucking a face right here. Oh, yeah, that's my dog. <laughs> Whose face is it? Um, I didn't, I don't know. Some guy. Cool. <laughs> Maybe that's why your house is so dirty. You got all these guys coming over and your dog fuck them in the face. You don't even know who's going over. Still glad you said yes to doing this. <laughs> uh, how do I get better like you? What's that? How do I get better like you? You seem to actually finish things and people like you. I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> I don't want to be... Well, <laughs> time to end the interview. Uh, <laughs> with a co- it was good. <laughs> You can't, I can't, you, you're, it was really good. Like, you can't top that. Okay. <laughs> this is a, good, a nice interview. I don't want it to end. But that's, it's your show. Let's end it. Let's wrap it up. No, you're right. That's the thing. It's like, if it keeps going, I will just no longer have a show, and it will be your show. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're here on whatever this show is exactly. called. Exactly. <laughs> I gotta rip all these out. I got so many pages. All right. This is a question from the Book of Questions, Love and Sex. From Gregory Stock, PhD. So, Doogie, I need you to pick a number. Between. Is Doogie your real name, by the way? Yes. Like on the birth certificate. Yep. Yeah, it's Welsh. It's a. It's oh, a very, really? Yeah, it's a very common name in Wales. Where were you born? Uh, I was born here, but my ancestors are Welsh. Okay. That's what I tell people when they don't believe me. I say it's Welsh, and then they're like, "That's a su- such a specific fact. They're like, it must be true." <laughs> <laughs> that ends the questions. It's Welsh. Oh, okay. You can justify anything with that. Uh, it's yeah. Welsh. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's cool. Why do you right. have? Why is your dog fucking fucking this guest's face? Oh, that's oh in the Welsh bo- thing. in the book. Oh, it's uh, it's about. So that was the chart for things people say to my dog. And I had illustrations of a nonverbal dominance assertion. <laughs> and so one of the things is uh, face humping. One of the things was pawing your martini. One was stealing <laughs> your wish, so he's blowing out somebody's uh, candles on their birthday cake. And then the other one was just an intense stare, which <laughs> he does do a lot. He just like gives you laser eyes. He's just like. What's your dog's name? Toby. Is that Welsh? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if he was a Welsh corgi. Just what is he? Together. What's that? What is he? he uh, he's a Maltese Shih Tzu mix. That's good. Yeah, that's good. You're multicultural in your house. <laughs> right. I need you to, what? He's an American dog. What do you mean multicultural? <laughs> oh, man. He listens, uh, he listens to a lot of world music. How'd you know? I, NPR? I don't know. <laughs> I need you to pick a number between 80 and 237. 236. Fantastic. 236. Was there any period in your life when you were particularly stimulated by pornography? If so, why do you think you were drawn to it, and how did it affect you? This is from The Book of Questions, Love and Sex by Gregory Stock, PhD, a, a truly awful book. Um, okay, so I have to answer this, right? You could lie. I can lie? Okay, you know what? I'll tell you the truth. Uh, earlier today, I was... No. Um, I no, guess, finish that. Finish uh, that fake tangent. Let's do it. I was at brunch, and... Um, do you like brunch? I love brunch. Yeah. I don't... It's like a late breakfast. I'm good. Why not just have a real breakfast? Because I'm not awake yet. Well, then why not have breakfast whenever you wake up, and then a lunch, and then a dinner? Here's <laughs> the thing about brunch. I actually eat brunch between lunch and dinner. So it's not even actually brunch. because So that's be. just a snack, a large snack. It's a late lunch, but I call it brunch because you eat pancakes. So you just like pancakes? Yeah, I eat pancakes at 3 o'clock, and then I say it's brunch. That's cool. Back to the <laughs> porno question, though. Oh, so I was looking. So we're just sitting there eating brunch, and you can see into the back into the kitchen. And I think the idea is they're like, well, you can see back here into the kitchen, so you can see how clean it is and how hard everybody is working. But what you could also see was the dishwasher had taken a shirt off because it was like, um, I think the dishwasher was broken. Like, it was too hot. So all this steam was coming out. So he took his shirt off, and he was... Are we talking about brunch or the porno question? (laughs) The the porno question. Okay, good. good. Yeah. And... um, and he was like, oh, I'm sweating so much. And so then this lady came over, and she's like, let me, I have to dry you off because you're sweating all over the muffins that were nearby. And so she was like, 
there was this uh, there was this shirtless dishwasher, the steam coming up, and then this little Mexican woman toweling him off so he wouldn't get the muffin stamp. And it wasn't supposed to be erotic, but it was like really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> what restaurant was this? Uh, what's it called? Morning Glory. Morning Glory. Morning Glory. You go on Yelp, you could find Morning <laughs> Glory. It's another great reason to visit Philadelphia. It's my favorite city. It's where the East meets the West. Silicon Valley. <laughs> it's the East Coast. I mean, the, where it's, it's the wind, Windy City. Wouldn't the East meet the West in the middle of the country? Yeah, in Philadelphia. Okay, yes. Okay. Directly right. in the middle. Yep. Yeah, right in the middle. Yep. <laughs> Now you have to sign the book. I like how you were daring me to disagree. You were like staring at me. You're like, go ahead. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. You just talked about uh, really poor kitchen practices. I mean, (laughs) in a way, this is a public service for the people of Philadelphia uh, to go to Morning Glory, where the muffins are always wet. Yeah, sweat sweat (laughs) muffins. I I just I like that I was able to say where the muffins are always wet in context for the first time (laughs) into a microphone. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can go to my website, doogiehorner.com, or you can go to my blog. I just found out about blogging. I come, I start everything way too late. Uh, kgbyardsale.blogspot.com, and I put up stuff there, or you can check out my website. Don't you have a weekly comedy showcase as well? Or is oh, it a monthly one? We have a monthly show called The Ministry of Secret Jokes. Um, that's the second Wednesday of the month, upstairs at Fergie's Pub, and that's ministryofsecretjokes.com, and, uh... It's, it's a great a name show. for a showcase. Thank you. I think it's brilliant. Thank you, yeah. yeah. It took a long time for us to come up with that. Uh, uh, KGB Yard Sale was the, the runner-up. And uh, Do you think uh, KGB Yard Sale is such an awful name because of the new uh, deal site, KGB? Deal? Was yeah, there's a new deal site that's like through Amazon. It's called the KGB. It's I like that we're talking about shop right now. I'm sorry, <laughs> audience. But yeah, the KG, you're going to be totally fucked on Google searches for KGB yard sale. Shit. Yeah. Why would they name their shopping thing after like the secret police of, you know? There's a lot of deals to be had. I don't know. <laughs> nothing Nothing says deals like um, former KGB. Soviet Union. Yeah. Right, right. They're like, and it's like, everything's cheap. And it's three Oops. women dressed like in a 1995 video game. Like they're the enforcers. Like it's, yeah. it's a bad idea. But that's huh. what it is. I get it every day. Wow, okay. KGB deals. Okay, that's your that. website. Right, yeah. Check it out if you want some great deals <laughs> on microfiche umbrella swords, apparently. Submarines. Yeah. Poison flowers. <laughs> put that in the book. <laughs> you should put that in your book. You should talk about this on your, on your podcast. Yeah. People ever say that? Yeah, I'd need... Could you do me a favor and just email me weekly, like, put this in your podcast? I'm like, Here's, you should put this in your podcast. I will, I will credit you. <laughs> And you're like, what, souffles? I'm like, I think they should be talked about on <laughs> the radio on the computer. That's fine. T- People don't know about I just them. said that's fantastic. <laughs> you, you should put that on your podcast. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You just did. Boom! Doogie Horner, everybody. Thank you very much. You Me, Them, Everybody wants to thank you for listening and also for subscribing to us on iTunes. We can always use the extra support, though, so why don't you say something nice about us on iTunes? Go ahead. Give us a five-star rating. This type of thing helps us out a lot and doesn't cost you a dime. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the show. All right, so here's the thing about souffles. I've tried to make <laughs> one souffle once, and then it turned into a casserole because it fell down like my dick. <laughs> See, that's the dick joke that WHYY wrote about. Why did I say that? Why was I, oh, we're going to fucking challenge the man? There's no man. We're in a bar that the owner is cool. Why was Who's the man? They put booze in my body. We're going to fucking, who cares? See, the reason why I just did that is so no matter what the next comic does, she will seem brilliant because I am an idiot. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together, everybody, for Carolyn Boost, everybody. Carolyn. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. I am performing for you guys. How are you today? <laughs> okay. This is very exciting. I'm happy to be here. Happy weekend, everyone. This is great. I don't know if you guys heard about Seal and Heidi Klum. I'm distraught. They're getting a divorce. No, you don't. Okay. (laughs) I pray to them every Valentine's Day, so I'm very worried. Anyway, I'm happy to be here. Um, 
I'm doing a lot this week, and I have I have to take care, advantage of my weekends, but I have trouble getting up in the mornings. Like, I have to do this thing where I wake up at 9 a.m., and I have to pump myself up, and I sit up, and I say, Carolyn, this is your day. And I get up, and I have to make coffee right away, and I take a shower, and I make breakfast. I'm like, I'm going to go to the gym. And I go to the gym, I'm working out. I come home, I take a shower, I put the groceries away, and then just when I'm about to sit down and relax with a glass of wine, all my teeth fall out, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm still dreaming. It's 1 p.m., and I'm still in bed. Ah. It's like, I knew Shaq didn't work at Acme. That was weird. I should have known. I did, I did have a dream, though, recently that I got so mad in my dream that I actually got my panties in a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Weird thing was, I woke up, I wasn't even wearing any. <laughs> I shit the bed, though, so I don't, That was tough. I was angry. I, uh, I don't know if you guys know this about me. I used to be a teenage witch. Yes. <laughs> it's true. My witch face started as soon as I realized the boy I liked didn't like me. And then, then all of a sudden, I was a witch, you know? That's when, I, that's when I started turning away from hygiene and turning towards candles and incense and chanting repetitious phrases about the keys of my heart while dipping rose petals in wax in my friend's basement. Like, instead of just washing my face or brushing my hair, I thought by becoming a witch... I call the shot, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, Mom, I do not want your mortal noxema, okay? <laughs> I will rub this apple core on my face and then bury it in the backyard like a normal adolescent. Come on. Please. I love the craft. Anyone the craft? Was, I thought I was going to be a witch forever. Forever. But then I saw Cruel Intentions... <laughs> I was like, I want to be a slut. <laughs> so, apparently I should be a slut. I don't know if you guys know this. Someone came up to me like, Caroline, I didn't realize you're a Scorpio and a redhead. You know what that means, right? I'm like, well, besides that I was born at the end of October and my friends call me fire crotch, no, <laughs> I don't. He's like, no, Carolyn, you are probably a freak in the bedroom. Freak. I was like, well, first, thanks, Dad. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. And probably, okay, I am a freak in the bedroom. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not of the bendy or insertion kind of freak. <laughs> it's more of the watch Gilmore Girl reruns and scrapbook topless kind of freak. <laughs> yes. It's very... Very difficult to live up to your astrological and hair color sexual expectations. <laughs> feel like I have to spice things up a bit and make some nipple tassels or something. <laughs> I mean, I got enough glitter, so be all right. I did that joke once, and after a show, this dude walks up to me, and he's like, you know, I read in a book that said Scorpios are more likely to get murdered than others. <laughs> I was like, wow, because I think by book he meant the journal he keeps in his mom's basement. <laughs> you know, behind the, gri the brick with all the locks of hair he cuts off from his victims. So I just walked away from him. I didn't want to be the next entry in the book. I didn't. I am, I'm trying, though, to be more of a freak. I'm trying. I am. Like, I'm really, I'm trying to sext message more. Oh, that was nice. If you guys heard that at home. Uh, but sexting is really hard. It is. Like, it takes me a half hour and a thesaurus, and I still can't get it right. I, I always end up sounding like some horny 12-year-old filling out a Mad Lib. I'm like, tickle my nipple in the crazy garage. <laughs> Fuck, what's an adverb? <laughs> Slowly, right? But, and I'm so bad at sexting, and my, my phone actually suggests other words without my permission now. Like, I have to proofread my sex messages. Because obvious, I'm like, what's this? I don't like it up the bus. Come on. <laughs> that's, that's silly. And 
And really, phone, my nickels are the size of quarters. Come on. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, I, uh, I'm coming up on an anniversary of a year and a half of being a vegetarian. It's very exciting. Thank you. I know some people judge me for like, ugh. But like, don't worry, I'm, I'm one of those cool vegetarians, you know? Like, yeah, sure. Come over to my house and smoke some ham. I don't care, it's all good. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna judge you. I'm not gonna preach some vegetarian knowledge about slaughtering pigs. Or, you know, remind you that each and every one of you that eats me is responsible for 90 animal deaths a year. <laughs> or I won't tell you that chickens can, in fact, feel fear, emotions, and love just as much as humans do. <laughs> you all make me sick. You're disgusting. It's gross. I did the whole tofurkey thing this year for Thanksgiving. That was fun. My... My family was like ashamed of me when I walked in with that thing. And my mom's reaction was the best. Like, she's in the kitchen literally fisting a turkey <laughs> <laughs> while telling me how gross my tofurkey is. She's like, Carolyn, it's so gross. You know, how are you going to eat that? I'm like, Mom, where's your elbow? <laughs> That's how. And we're at the dinner table. My grandpa was muttering shit at the table. I'm like, come on. I brought a tofurkey to dinner, not a black guy. Let's <laughs> relax, grandpa. Brandon likes racist jokes. <laughs> Learning quickly. Uh, I think, um, I mean, I'm psyched to be here, and I think my life is going pretty well, wouldn't you say? And... <laughs> I thought it was, though, until I went bowling last weekend. Man, guys, there's something about watching your ball go down the gutter at 11 miles an hour where you start to reevaluate all your life choices. <laughs> Every slow rotation of the ball, I was just getting angrier and angrier at myself. I was like, God, Carolyn, you know you haven't read a complete book in over a year. <laughs> The girl with the dragon tattoos on your nightstand for six months now. Jesus Christ, go see the movie by now. God, six months. You don't even own a pair of shoes that last six months, Carolyn. Yet you continue to shop at Payless and wonder why you have blisters on your heels. You're pathetic. You're 26, can't afford new shoes, you can't roll a freaking bowling ball. Oh, and hey, Carolyn, when are you going to buy apples and actually eat them? All right? <laughs> Stop pretending you like apples. You know they make your li lips itch. You're just, you're jealous. You're jealous of people that actually enjoy things that are good for them. Like those people that get tomato juice out for breakfast. What the fuck is that about, you know? And they sit there and they drink it out of that cute little glass. And then they put pepper on it. And you're like, well, I like pepper. So you get a glass of tomato juice and you put pepper on it just like they did. And now you're out to breakfast with a glass of tomato juice you can't swallow. A side of apples you have to pretend to like. Bloody band-aids on your heels and itchy lips. All because your bowling scores remain the same since you were nine years old. You suck, Carolyn. I'm Carolyn Busa. Thank you very much. Carolyn, sit down. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. Do you have an album out? No. Perfect. Here are some potential album okay. titles. Tween Age Witch. Yes. Mortal Noxzema. Mortal Noxzema. Uh, born at the end of October and all my friends call me. You could figure out the rest. Firecraft. Bendy or Insertion. Bendy or Insertion. Uh, I Shit the Bed Often. <laughs> That'll be the, the second one. <laughs> and now to the real questions. What was the last book you completed? Oh, geez. It was The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I did it. Yay. I did it. <laughs> what was Oh, wait, the... no, it was the second. I, I read the second one, too, guys. So. What was... Thank you. Uh, what was the last book that you finished that didn't feature brutal rape? <laughs> wow, that's going way back. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I do like racist jokes, by the way. They're oh, the best. Okay. Um, <laughs> the people that drink, you know that there's vodka in, in that tomato juice, right? And, and that's why they drink it. Not like, my grandpa. No. You, you know you're in denial, right? <laughs> like that, that's, He's full of booze. That's why he likes to drink tomato juice. 
I've I've learned to love it. I love Bloody Marys now, but I still, there's I still, yes exactly. But it's, it's no, not the ones at the diners that are this freaking big, and there's a shot of tomato juice. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> I'm confused. Why did you start doing comedy? Uh, I I started because I was sick of telling my friends about my daily routine and trying to make it funny and tried it on stage. How long have you been doing it? Um, I think it's been close. to... To five years. That's a long time. You started at 21? Yes, yes. You happy with that decision? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm actually upset because I only thought I was doing it like three and a half years, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, fudge. It's been almost five. Do you swear? Yeah. Even when you're doing your bits, you, even to yourself, you don't say fuck. I've said I said it. No, but when you were doing like, you said like fudge or frickin' or something like that, you didn't swear at yourself as yourself. I'm How do I get more like that? <laughs> that's nice. Like you don't you don't go blue just cause it's a fun thing to say. Well, that's you know, funny enough, I did drop the N word last week. In really? Story. What happened? People laughed because it's like Carolyn dropping the N bomb, but it it it's not work. For me. I didn't do it just to be crazy, but it just didn't work for me. Why did you do it then? <laughs> well, I was trying out a new bit. There was and a heckler, and he was really <laughs> giving her some shit. It was, so it was a really. <laughs> no. You want to reenact that for everybody <laughs> in the podcast community? <laughs> did I say your last name correctly? It's Busa. Busa. I said Busa. Or Busa. What did I say? Yeah. Busa. 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 Yeah. I had a first grade teacher named Mrs. Busa. How was it spelled? B-U-S-S-A. That's obnoxious. Yours is B-U-S-A. Yep. Busa. Busa. They call me the Buse for... Alternative uh, album title. Alternative album oh. title for you. Up the Busa. Up the Busa. Or That's, Up the Caboose. Oh. Ah. That one's I sexist. About it. And that one's racist. <laughs> Is it? Well, one's about railroads. <laughs> and one's about her butt. And that's sexist. And the other one. Oh, it depends. You can combine the two. You just got to have a really good album cover. It's really. De- Oh, you're uncomfortable now. You're like, oh, I should have done this one. <laughs> nope, that's he's talking about dudes fucking me in the ass for no hey, reason. Hey, I, I started it. Uh, you host a weekly show. Oh, yeah, a weekly open mic at the Urban Saloon down uh, by Eastern State Penitentiary on Fairmount Ave. It's called Laughs on Fairmount. <laughs> Get it? Uh, it's a weekly open mic, and we do, try to do a showcase show every other month on the weekend. Do you enjoy it? Yeah. 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 Why? Because. No, because I, I also do it weekly or a monthly, bi monthly. Jeez. I do an open mic. Oh, I host yeah. an open mic in DC. And I want to know why you like it because I, I bet your reasons are better than mine. <laughs> Yours isn't weekly? No, it's uh, first and last. Okay. I like it because, I mean, it's all your friends coming to you to hang out and do stage time. And, okay. So you're and, nice. And we get to kind of be the ones that godly ones to pick and choose you know so you're not like fair you're like putting up friends no we're we're fair everyone gets on it's all good but it's cool he's just hanging out and the tater tots are delicious Mm. like a good open mic the tater tots are delicious yes how are yours we don't have any food exactly no you're better than us (laughs) i know that what are your reasons uh i like to get paid money and uh see i don't get paid yeah that's different i uh i like to make fun of weak people is yours com- a comedy open mic? Yeah, it's. I'm, I don't actually make fun of weak people, but I I do love uh, going up after someone that's like uh, horribly racist, sexist, and just right. tear them apart. That's so much fun. That is fun. But <laughs> lately, we've been getting lazy, so we're getting guest hosts. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I we just still make the list. <laughs> I just find it funny that people. Uh, I I got a, I kind of got in trouble the other week. Uh, yesterday, I uh, said that like no open mic is surefire. It's an open mic. You you don't pick who goes up, and because of that, um, it's hit or miss. And you might see the most brilliant five minutes followed by the worst awful mm-hmm. five minutes. And it's not your fault. No. And that's essentially what I said in the piece. And the guy said I was dismissive of his open mic, huh. which made me super happy that I get to host my own thing and uh, talk shit on a microphone <laughs> yeah, to people. It's, it's how you deal with those awkwardness that keep people coming back. Yeah, I wish there were more hosts like you. You seem like a very nice person. You actually think about your jokes. You just don't have a veiled hate speech as comedy. It's great. (laughs) Thank you. It's good. Uh, What should people know about you? Um, Oh, I like owls. That's cool. Do you like Twin Peaks? (laughs) 
That song always freaked me out, the theme song. Oh, the it's Twin good. Peaks. Can you play that? Do you know it? You oh, tried. No. You're about to. That's relatively close. Good job, everybody. The legendary wow. Roots crew. Um, Thank you. He's really black. <laughs> right? Uh, the, right the, the last thing I did before doing that interview was watch an hour of Twin Peaks and consume a bunch of wine. So I think that's probably why that interview sounded like I was nuts. Oh, and I'm nuts. <laughs> so um, Okay, so let's end this interview with a question from the Book of Questions, yes. Love and Sex by Gregory Stuck. You're hoping it was over, or you're hoping no, you get a question from the book? Either way, it's going to happen. I need you to pick a number between 80 and 235. Uh, 97. 97. Why 97? I like 7. <laughs> okay. Do you like the movie 7? Yeah. Mm, uh. <laughs> Sorry. Are you single right now? No. Uh, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever? Uh, boyfriend. Uh, does your boyfriend know that you enjoy the movie Seven and the book that features the brutal rape and murder of women? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna see the we're gonna see the movie together oh, and then go home nice. and fuck. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Listen, everybody, it's 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 important to go home and fuck. <laughs> that's just good advice, I think. Yeah. Don't wrap it up. Let's Even see what happens. Ninety. <laughs> just go home and fuck, Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go home and fuck. <laughs> How much energy do you put into sex and romance when you are first getting to know someone? And how much do you put in after you are involved in a long-term relationship? Does your enjoyment of sex and romance depend more upon how much energy you devote to it or upon how long you've known someone? Yeah, cut it down. Just give me one of those. I don't know. Let's do the first one. Okay. It's still a two-part question. How much energy do you put into sex and romance when you are first getting to know someone, and how much do you put in after you involved in a long-term relationship? (sighs) I just think there's less booze involved once you're in the relationship. Why am I saying? That sounds terrible. (laughs) You know, no, I think it sounds interesting. Let's continue this train of thought. You think there's less... Yeah, well, I feel like when you're first dating or going out, you're like going out to dinner or you're hanging out at a bar and you're doing this and that and then you're always on some sort of drink. Okay, so... Not that we don't... So when you were in the courting aspect of a relationship, Mm -hmm. you have an owl necklace, by the way. I just (laughs) noticed that. Um, She's sad. You are like, oh, let's booze it up, stranger! And then once you actually know the man, you're like, let's calm down here. Know that we've banged hundreds of times. I don't know if I like you. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay, cool. Um, good luck in that relationship. <laughs> Where can people find you online? Uh, CarolynBusaComedy.com. I'm on Twitter under, you'll like this. I do. I do like it. I already know it. All right. Miss Toilet Slave. That's right. And uh, thank you. That's right. And uh, Don't name your album that. I mean, you should. It's from a song lyric. I could. It doesn't matter, but like you're gonna get a lot of first week buys, and then they realize what it is. They're like, "This is a lie." <laughs> what song? I, I love how that's my Twitter name. But all my tweets are about owls and like <laughs> happiness. So. What song is it from? Fisher Spooner. Huh? Oh yeah, uh, Electro Clash. Fun fact. I know that song. Yeah. The guitarist of Fisher Spooner is a bartender at the venue that we're doing the show at tomorrow night. So uh, do don't ever be in a successful rock band because you'll end up as a bartender <laughs> in Brooklyn. <laughs> That's awesome. a fact. That's a completely <laughs> true fact. He went to the Art Institute of Chicago, and now he's bartending in Brooklyn. Everybody, uh, which bar? Can I ask? Yeah, uh, he's working at Pete, he works at Pete's Candy Store in Williamsburg. So my boyfriend's going tonight. I'm going to tell him to go. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's really going to Williamsburg tonight. Yeah, it's a cute bar. You'll. Uh, it was in the movie My Idiot Brother, starring Paul Rudd. Rashida Jones played the role of bartender Rashida. at Pete's Candy Store. Uh, Rashida. She Sorry. was the toilet slave. <laughs> Callback, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Carolyn Busa, 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 comedy. dot com. Carolyn Busa, everybody. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to You, Me, Them, Everybody. It would be awfully kind of you to consider donating to keep this show alive. But we understand that money may be tight right now, so if you can't donate, please sign up on our mailing list. We promise it's not too annoying. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show. Robbie. How's it going? I'm medium. Um, <laughs> thank you for letting Peter slash the legendary Roots crew use thank your you. uh, piano, keyboard, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 
He's doing an amazing job. I don't, I don't know what he's playing, but it's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Nord Electro. This is a sweet machine. You guys know each other. Yes, I know. The Robbie. Roots knows yeah. Robbie. How do you guys know each other? Well, in West Philadelphia, born really, and really, <laughs> we got like fifty minutes in, and that's when you decide to do it. We didn't have one. It's happen. always sunny reference. We didn't have one fresh you prince knew it was reference. Happen. No, I didn't know it was going to happen. I mean, on the playground, we spent most. Of Fuck the you. <laughs> uh, he, uh, uh, Robbie. I found. I just found Robbie online and just saw his stuff and was awesome. And you was, were searching uh, for a man online DC. and you found Robbie. Exactly. That's cool. It's very creepy. <laughs> Robbie, describe your dress for the listener at home. My dress. Yes. Uh, I am wearing uh, some jeans and a. <laughs> And a jean jacket. That's so right, you I are. I guess that would be a. It's 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 kind of a Canadian tuxedo, it is a Canadian but it's tuxedo. mix mix matched colors, which is maybe. So you're like an avant garde Canadian yeah, tuxedo. Maybe. Are you from Philadelphia? I am. I am new to Philadelphia. What do I need to know about Philadelphia? Uh, not much. Fantastic. No, no you're, you're you're good. You know all you need to know. I I know like three people. You're the third person I know here now. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Uh, why'd you start playing music? I'll do it. Okay, cool. Uh, actually, no, I said why, but sit down. <laughs> uh, we're going to end this interview because I realized, ah, oh, we really shouldn't interview musicians. Yeah, I, need yeah. a, I need you to pick a number a between... Come on, what are you thinking? Well, but, but before, I, you asked me how I found, before you do the question. But I, you got I, a shot at this and you failed. I didn't answer you? the question. I should answer the question. He, um, uh, I found him on his solo stuff on MySpace, but he plays with like a bunch of awesome bands in town, but his solo stuff is pretty rare, so this is like a super special treat. We're, let, let's give a hand. Let's give a hand for Robbie, right? We're coming out doing this. <laughs> Just thought I'd say that before you ask an insulting, weird question about sex. <laughs> and that. I'm cutting that out. I need you to pick a number between eighty and two thirty-five. Uh, I'll take eighty-two. Good answer. This is the first time in like months where every single guest has uh, got a number where we actually still have the book. We retire all the questions, hence ah, me ripping pages out of a book. This is from the Book of Questions, Love and Sex by Gregory Stock, Ph.D. If you did something thoughtless, would you rather your lover become loudly angry for a few hours or quietly annoyed for a few days? When your lover is angry with you and won't admit it, how do you know and what do you do? <laughs> um... I would definitely prefer not quietly angry. I definitely want to know. I'm with you, buddy. Yeah. All right, so that's the first part. When and your lover uh, is angry with you and you won't and won't admit it, how do you know and what do you do? Um uh lock myself in a room and play music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you single, Robbie? <laughs> no, I'm not. What does she think about you locking yourself in a room? <laughs> Well, she is very vocal, so I don't have to worry about that. And I rarely have to look, lock myself in a room. So uh, I think that's actually the best yeah. way to possibly end any interview. I don't have to often lock myself <laughs> in a room. <laughs> Robbie's going to play some songs where we listen to the Fish cover band Drum Check. Uh, it sounds good. Yeah, it sounds great. Robbie. Well, sweet. Thank you, guys. Are you sticking around? You guys are funny as shit. <laughs> I I usually uh I play in bands with other people where they sing and write the songs. So like Peter gave me the opportunity probably a year ago to to do some of my own stuff. And I do it very rarely, so it kind of like uh It's fun. But I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm not, I don't do this normally, so When you tread the road Easy when the toothbrush goes With evidence of synthesizes Pick it up to go Don't get worried, babe I've been gone for more than days No, I got my arms around you No matter where I go It's hard Divide. This is not just a sentimental line Started with a dream long ago It's hard divide This is not just a sentimental line I will be true to you 
I will be true to you. The curve seems as far away. Circle round for fifty days. Every picture or postcard stand in every single state. Hoping that us made it home. Hoping you wouldn't feel so numb. Knowing that I think of you, no matter where I go. It's hard to fight. This is not just a sentimental line. Started with a dream long ago. It's hard. Divide. This is not just a sentimental line. I will be true to you. 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 Dark side tonight, tonight. Live on the dark side, live on the dark side. I tell you, the warm earth it may feel real cold, unless you're spinning girls now. Then we take control, and we'll be in misery. We will be tonight, tonight. Live on the dark side, live on the dark side tonight, tonight. Live on the dark side, live on the dark side. The world seems to drag you down. No one understands, but I do. I do. I do. Thank you. I'll play a song that I played uh, last time I did a show with Peter in D.C. a little while ago. I think I played it on the mandolin back then. It's like... To the grave Like a cloud in my veins But when I get home It's the sadness of loss 
on motorists to crawl Oh, memories covered with moss And it's me on my own I won't let them slip away I won't let them slip away I won't let them follow me I won't let you write me off No, not for a moment Not for a moment I had a long walk today A downward spiral, they'd say This rabbit hole feels so safe When these things get on It's the madness that calls Comes with the shoes that we bought All memories covered with moss And it's me on my own I won't let them slip away I won't let them slip away I won't let them follow me I won't let them write me off Not for a moment Not for a moment Not for a moment Not for a moment There's a song kind of like about a kind of like living in Philadelphia sort of thing. When you wake up and realize it was a hangover, you got nothing much to show. And your beard and your belly continue to grow. Relax, it's part of the show. Like me, I made a living selling coke to my friends To my knees buckled from the weight of my sins As their hair and their bellies continue to thin They ask me, is this how it ends? We were almost fading Away in this bar tonight On the edge of Fort Richmond They just might retell our stories All the girls and our glory Even young men earn their Glory right We sat in the studio for 30 odd days It's just a drink to the bottom of the progress we made And I hit my best friend with a fistful of change I asked him, is this how it ends? We were almost fading Away in this bar tonight On the edge of Port Richmond They just might retell our stories All the girls and our glory Even young men earn their Glory right Thank y'all. Robbie, thank you, thank you, thank you. Where can people find you online? You can find me at ivorytusk.bandcamp.com. Uh, that's Tusk with two Ks. 
I don't know why. It's like just more of a, like a, you know, just a hard consonant, you know? Is there You'll never find me. You'll never find me. Uh, you can see me... Uh, I'll link this. I'll link in the show description. <laughs> if you're listening to the show right now, in the description, you can hear Ivory Stupid Spelling Tusk <laughs> dot Bandcamp. Why not just buy the dot com and have it redirect to the Bandcamp? You know, I've I played about two shows this past year. So, uh, it's that's, January that's 20-something. <laughs> it's early. Well, it's that's true. cool. You well, thanks about? for having me. Thanks for, thanks for playing. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't laugh after you say jerk. Yeah, I'm a just jerk. Deli- just deliver the joke and yeah, walk do, away. Do I, it. I need to learn. You're too nice. Jerk. You're a real artist. You got like thoughts and feelings and shit. <laughs> nope, it's different for me. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really uh, appreciate let's it. Let the, let's let the Roots crew take it away. No, no, no. no. Sit back down really quick. Uh, Robbie. Shit. Really? No, this is a completely serious question. Shit. Do you have any songs with harpsichord? Harpsichord? Uh, no, I don't. Because I really think the second and third song you play would sound really cool yeah. on a harpsichord. I'm totally serious. Ah. I'm not joking. Like I'll, that's that's sincere. I, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming. Uh, more importantly, I'm I'm so happy that uh, as of right now, uh, Newt Gingrich has won the South Carolina primary, which means we're going to finally be able to take back the White House, white people. And um, I'm I'm really happy that the White House. Will, what? No, we're not doing. We're not white supremacist. I thought this was a white supremacist show. We're not doing that. No, we're not. I thought I could have three wives at once. I can't do that anymore. All right, fuck it. Well, then I quit. I'm going to kill myself. Thanks, Robbie. Uh, it's a great soundtrack to kill yourself. Uh, thanks to Carolyn. Thanks to Doogie. Thank you, Philadelphia. Thank you, Phil. Fuck off. Jesus, what fucking asshole. Thank you, Chicago. Thank you, LA. Who, what asshole says that? Who thanks a city as a whole? Did you ever think about that, Robbie? A, a, nope. jer- a jerk does. See, I was saying how stupid those people are, so I kind of think we're on the same page right now. Something like that. Are you horribly uncomfortable right now? Because you're shaking your foot and have your hands in your pockets <laughs> while sitting down. Absolutely. Thank you, Robbie. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for making me Ivory Tusk. Tusk with two Ks. <laughs> is Ivory Tusk not two Ks taken? Uh, I think. So. I think it is. Really? I think I should just. Uh, you know. I, think I, think I heard uh, Peter up. sigh right now, which means the show is going really well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all drink. Thank you, Editing. everybody. Have a wonderful night. Follow us on Twitter at YMTE. Friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash you, me, them, everybody. And for details on Monday and Tuesday nights at the Hungry Brain, go to you, me, them, everybody.com. <laughs>